Title of the message tonight. Got an interesting title. Hurt attack. Hurt attack. How many of us deal with hurt? Hurt comes anytime it wants to. There's no rhyme or reason either. That's the crazy part about it. You know, uh, sometimes you have people that purposely attack, but most of the time it's misunderstanding and it's us because we're the one that takes the hurt. And stay with me tonight because we do not have to have a hurt attack. There's ways in the scripture that tell us how to overcome that. And we've got to recognize that we choose to take offense, which we choose to take the hurts that come along. And we've got ways of dealing with that out of the scripture. And I'll tell you, Josiah and I sat and talked for well over an hour yesterday. And we got to talking about, I enjoyed that so much, Josiah. We got to talking about Peter walking on the water and the different things that go through your mind with all of that. And one of the craziest things that come out is, is think about it. Now, he was a fisherman, okay? When he went down the water, when he got his mind off of walking and he fell into the water, he didn't, I mean, he might have went under for a second, but he's a fisherman and he, he's used to water. So he, I picture him dog paddling, <laughs> treading water. Dog paddling is what word we used, and we got to laughing about it. But that's how we do, that's how we get in life when we let hurt get us. You're not going anywhere. You're, you're at a standstill, and you're just treading water in your life. That's why it's so important for us to recognize the damage that comes with hurt, and we've got to recognize we can't stay there. Let me, let me read out of the New Living Translation. 2 Corinthians 2, verses 5, down, down through 8, and then pick up 10, 11, or 10. It says, I'm not over, I'm not over, over, yes, I'm not overstating it when I say that the man who caused all the trouble hurt all of you more than it hurt me. I thought that was a good way to say that. Most of you opposed him, and he was, and that was punishing enough. Now, however, it is time to forgive and comfort him. Otherwise, he may be overcome by discouragement. So I urge you now to reframe your love for him. And in verse 10, it drops down and says, When you forgive this man, I forgive him too. And when I forgive whatever needs to be forgiven, I do it with so Christ's authority of our, for our benefit, so that Satan will not so that Satan will not outsmart us, for we are familiar with the, his evil schemes. Now think about what I've got to say. When you get hurt, when you get hurt, you're basically holding unforgiveness. And when you hold unforgiveness, you are giving the enemy exactly what he wants and he's going to be he's going to use everything in his arsenal against you in that unforgiveness. You know, all of us have walked through unforgiveness and forgiveness and all that. But when you really get down to think about it, we are punishing ourselves when we choose not to forgive someone. 
when we choose to take that hurt, when we, when, we, when we go along and maybe our wife or maybe our husband says something that maybe they didn't even mean to say like they said it, and we were in a wrong mood when we took it, and then when we carry that, you are allowing Satan to dominate the whole situation. You're allowing Satan to, to be ruler over it. You, you come to the place where you're allowing that person to have power over you is what you're having. It, 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 it's, a heart, it's a heart attack. It's not a heart attack, but it may bring a heart, heart attack. But in Ephesians, it tells us in Ephesians 6.12 that it's a spiritual battle and we do not wrestle against the flesh and blood. And we know that we know that scripture. But see, it's got to be fought in the spirit realm. And we've got to choose in that realm. We've got to choose to forgive. We have to choose to forgive. And in Luke 23, 34, it says, Father, forgive them. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. And I like, I like the one that's in Acts the best because Stephen's more like we are. Stephen's an everyday guy, serving the Lord, loving people the best he can. But in that scripture, as they were stoning him, that's interesting, as they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord, don't charge them with the sin. That is forgiveness. To the highest degree, that is forgiveness. And we've got to recognize that when we walk through life, no matter what's going on, we cannot give the enemy the stronghold there. See, we've got to come to the place of placing our confidence totally on him. What happens when you walk in unforgiveness is that you are taking the control completely out of your hands. You become the one that's controlled. Selah. I mean, you, you, when you get mad at somebody, let's say you're mad at your husband, you're mad at your wife, you're mad at your kids. When you're mad, you're really out of control. We think we're going to get control, but in fact, you don't have the authority to even get control when you're in that kind of out of control because you have no power in the spirit realm to fight it. And we're, we're, we're wrestling against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling against people. Everybody bugs me at times. Everybody bugs you at times. But that's where we've got to recognize, we've got to recognize that it's, a, it's, really, it's really a supernatural force that shows the enemy that we know and trust God. Did you hear that? When you choose to forgive, when you walk in forgiveness, no matter how much you've been hurt, no matter what has taken place in your life, when you come to the place of recognizing it's a super, because he fights in the spirit realm, does he not? It's a spiritual force that latches on to the situation when you forgive. And you are no longer, no longer responsible for what's going on because you walk totally trusting in him. Because if someone hurts me, my place is not to fight them. My place is not to come against them. My place is not to try to, to explain the situation. My place is just to let God have it. You know, th there's always situations where you should have got or it should have been, but it never is. Happens all the time. People that, that are up for the next promotion in a job and they don't get it and somebody else does. Uh, people, people that win the lottery and you don't. I mean, the list goes on and on. The silly things that we, we get upset about and we get mad about and we're uncomfortable about. And, and we, we, in the midst of that, it's interesting how we like to be in control 
but you're never in control. So when you walk in unforgiveness, you are totally removing the control that you thought you had anyway. But when you walk in forgiveness, you're giving the Holy Spirit control because it's in the realm of the Spirit. And you're saying, okay, God, I trust you, I trust you, I trust you. What happens when you walk in unforgiveness is that you're putting your place in confusion. You're putting your situation in confusion. And with confusion comes every kind of evil thing. And anger comes along. Double-mindedness comes along. Strife comes along. And all these things come along. And here we're supposed to be fighting the situation in the spirit. And we're automatically fighting in the emotions. We're trying to explain our way. We're trying to get our way. We're trying to do the things that we shouldn't be doing to win the battle. When what we should be doing is using what he's given us to fight it. And he's given us the full arsenal to fight this. It's an amazing thing to know that God, God has got everything under control. If we just do it his way. Ephesians 6. And you all know these scriptures, but we don't know these scriptures. I get tickled. We say, well, I've heard that before. Well, yeah, but are we doing it? Ephesians 6. Everybody knows this. Starting at verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Well, if I'm going to fight in the spirit realm, that's where I better be fighting. Then it goes on and it says, put on the whole armor of God that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We know what the wiles are. The wiles are the inroads in your thoughts. Oh, if we could control the thoughts. Well, you know, I would never take an offense if it wasn't for my thoughts. I would never get hurt if it wasn't for the thoughts. Someone comes against me, if I just go, eh, eh, just, just let it go. The problem is, we don't do the scripture. We don't recognize that he's got, I mean, this scriptures right here tell us exactly how to beat this. He goes on, he says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. That is said in the scripture quite a few times. We don't wrestle, we don't, we don't fight against, but you don't know my wife, she's nuts. You don't know my husband, he's nuts. You, you don't understand what he's doing and all that's going on. It's crazy. That does not give you the right to fight in the realm. Well, I'm mad at them. You're the one that's in trouble because you are taking a hurt and the enemy is using that as an attack to keep you down and there's nothing going to come good of it. Come to the place where when something's going on that bothers you, that you do what the scripture and you just let it go and you fight in the spirit. You quit arguing. You quit fighting. I'm, I can fix every marriage in here. Just stop it. Just do what the word says. Let God fix them. If God don't fix them, he'll remove them. You're not amen in that at all. If we're not wrestle against flesh and blood, against principalities and powers, I mean, it gives the list of all of them. Against powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day and having done all to stand, you stand. What am I saying? You forgive. If you're not forgiving, if you've got people that, that have hurt you way in the past, if you haven't forgiven them, you have been treading water for years. 
You may have a little growth here and there, but it'll never stay because the enemy's going to use that and you're going to have a heart attack that's going to pull you right back where you were every time. Why? Because you're fighting wrong the battle that's going on in our lives. Every, Betty and I were talking about this earlier. Everybody's got their stuff. Everybody's hurting. Everybody has the enemy fighting. Everybody has things that they could go, oh my, oh my, oh my. We've all got them. It's what you do with them. It's how you handle them. It's, it's what comes along and how good you can, it's how much weight you can lift. And you're going to have wars and you're going to have things. That is a part of life. But you cannot get strong in the things of the Spirit until you start using the things of the Spirit. I could go over to Brad's gym and grab a barbell and I couldn't get it off the ground if it was sitting there with 200 pounds on it. I don't know that I could get it off the ground now with 100 pounds on it. But if I started with 50 and I worked every day a little bit and then I went to 60, I went to 70. I w I've watched the ladies over there that do the CrossFit. They throw up 130 pounds and throw reps up like it's nothing. I'm going, Really? Put it on their shoulders and go down and come up. I can't go down and come up with this weight. But in the spirit realm, we're none limited. No excuse except you're not using it. And if you're hurt, you're wrong. You say, well, that's, that's, that's just the way life is. No, that's the way it is for the world. That's the way it is for the people that don't know Christ. He's giving us the answer. I mean, folks, we just had a situation in, in Texas where a young man went with, with a semi-automatic gun and killed third and fourth graders. Put on an armor. I mean, what, what's in his head? You think we're not fighting in the realm of the spirit? That was all spiritual. Amen. That was all demonic. And we're going to beat it the other way? We're going to take everybody's guns away and fix it. No, you're not. The only way you're going to fix that is to get Christ in people's lives. That's the only answer to it. That's the only answer. But the crazy part is, we're going to be raptured out of here. You think it's crazy now? We're the one that's holding things back. The Spirit of God is what's holding things back as bad as things are. Could you imagine how it's going to get? But see, while we're here... We've got to learn to hold it back. We've got to learn to quit fussing and fighting with our family members. Fussing and fighting with things that ain't making us happy. We've got to quit, quit having a heart attack. It's dumb. goes on and says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, which will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word, which is the word of God, praying always and with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We've got to recognize, right in all of that, we've got to recognize we've got the peace that we're supposed to. We've already got that peace. We've, we're already righteous. We've already got our minds settled with the salvation of Christ. We already know we're saved. We already know everything's okay. We already know our mind is the mind of Christ. We already know all these things. We already know that we, we, can, we can live in peace when we got it. We, we know that we've got the word to fight, but do we use the word to fight? We've got the sword of the Spirit. What are you doing with it? What are we doing with it? Instead of fighting in the realm of I'm mad at you and you disappointed me and you hurt me and you're hurting the family and you're doing this and you're doing that, why aren't we saying 
It's all going to be okay, Lord. Thank you that you've got this. Thank you that you've got my partner. Thank you that you've got my problem. Thank you that you've got my bill. Thank you that you've got my health. Thank you that you've got this. If I die, I die. You got me. See, we got to get to the place where it does not matter what's going on. You don't have to carry the hurt. Our job is not to carry anything. It's to recognize it, but then it's to throw the spirit on it. It's to throw the word on it. It's to throw the answer on it. It's to throw the positive things of life on it. It's to tell the enemy, I got this. I got Christ and he's got me. And the enemy don't like that. When he sees he can't touch that button anymore, he'll find another button, but that's when you've got to stand strong. And when you recognize he's pushed a button, then you recognize he'll never do it again. And when he does something, because that's the way he plays the game. He's looking for anything he can to ha that you'll get hurt. That you'll think that I, 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 I've got a right to get hurt, he'll even tell you. No, you don't. You can take that offense if you want to, but all it's doing is putting you out of control instead of Christ having control. And the person that hurts you, that really makes me mad, you'll say. Well, I thought you died with Christ. How can it make you mad? Well, you know, made me just want to punch him. Why would you even say that? Why would you even let your mouth get there? Come on. It's, it's, it's interesting when people start arguing, they, they get louder and louder and louder and louder. Why? Why? I can tell you that Connie and I, our last 10 years, there was never a raised voice. We learned that it was stupid. We fought in the spirit realm. She fought all the time in the spirit realm about everything that was going on. Why talk about someone when you could be in the spirit for someone? You following me? It's so easy to pick up the phone and, and gossip. It's so easy to talk about somebody. It's so easy to talk about your problem. And we're all guilty, and I'm guilty as you are. You know, how are you feeling today? Well, not real, real good. Well, that's enough. You don't need to say any more than that. But we don't stop there. We get into our emotions, and we get into, we get into arguing about our being when Christ has got your being. You just return favor to him and return life to him and allow him to have you. He will take care of us. Second Corinthians, look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Let me go back. 2 Corinthians chapter. Everybody knows this scripture. Chapter 10, verse 3 through 5. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Well, where do we just hear that? And then it says, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. Where did we just hear that? I just read that in Ephesians. We don't fight in that realm. We do not go there. Then it says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Case closed? I shouldn't ever have to preach this again. I got to preach it to me over and over and over and over and over and over. It is an amazing thing how 
And I, I used to have a temper out of this world, not having understanding of what was causing it. I mean, somebody crossed me, I could pop off, I could, oh, man. Well, now that I look back, I'm going, how ignorant. I mean, how, I mean, I know what the scripture says now about allowing the enemy to get a foothold. And it tells me not to be ignorant of his devices. Well, his devices is for me to instantly walk in unforgiveness. You say, well, unforgiveness is a long stretch thing. It can be, but unforgiveness is the immediate, when you have an immediate response, that's not supposed to be what it is. You're, you're mad at them, so you're going to say something. You're, you're angry because it wasn't your way. You didn't get your way. Your child, maybe, your child maybe didn't do what you wanted to do, so we're going to scream at them and get mad at them instead of loving them through it and walking them through it and telling them right and wrong through it. I'm, I'm guilty too. I mean, I've even got that way with my dog lately. He, 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 he's normally pretty obedient because I'll, I'll, he goes every place with me. And, and I'll open the truck door, and then he'll be sniffing on the tire. I don't want him to sniff on the tire. I want you to get the truck. Come on, get the truck. What good is that going to do? Actually, folks, I'm having a heart attack. Now, you've got to train him. I understand that, but I can do that different. It's amazing how good he is when I talk nice to him. It is amazing. They respond to your, your tone and me speaking loud He's just freaking out and backing up. And I don't do it like it sounded like then, but I've caught myself thinking, come on. And we walk down the sidewalk, and he'll dilly-dally, and I'm wanting to get in the truck and get going. Come on, Teddy, let's go. Come on, wife, let's go. Come on, kid, let's go. Get out of your bedroom, let's go. We're running late. We yes, you have to discipline, but you don't need to have a heart attack. You're treading water, thinking you're being, thinking you're raising your children. You're just teaching them to be just like you. But I've got a right to scream. I've got a right to throw dishes. I've got a right to be. I've got, no, you don't. You're dead. Some of you are looking at me like I'm, I'm nuts. I'm just telling you the truth. You'll have a happier home if you do it the way I'm telling you. And I'm telling you what the Word says. Take those thoughts because that's the main thing that's causing my heart attack. A heart attack can, Doc can tell you, a heart attack can finally give you a heart attack because you're changing every chemical in your body when you're getting in that place of taking a hurt. You cannot take offense. And you know, to add to that, don't take hurts for other people. It's none of your business. Because, well, I can't believe. I can't believe they did that. I mean, we got people not here at church because they took offense of what I did with situations in the past. They don't know the whole story, but yet they're going to take a hurt, and, now they're, and they're still walking in unforgiveness. That is not my problem. See, that's the crazy part about something. Someone, someone says something to you or hurts you, they go on with their life like nothing ever happens. They don't even, sometimes they don't even know they did it. I, I had, I can't even count the times I've had people come to me and say, I just want to tell you that I, I forgive you. I, I've been mad at you for six months. And I'm going, what? 
I can't count the times of people. I've been mad at you for years. And I go, what are you even here for then? And get it straightened out. Let's work it out. I mean, I'm like you. We, none of us here, if you're purposingly trying to hurt somebody, then I question if you're even born again. Because, see, if you've got the Spirit of God in you, you don't purposely want to hurt anybody. But we do hurt people. We, we don't mean to. We do hurt people. Gosh, Be- Betty had been gone and had lost her, lost her brother. And I seen her at uh, the house graduation. And my mind was, wasn't there. And I didn't say anything about it. Well, she could have took that. An immature Christian would have took that. And when I come back and said to Betty, man, I'm so sorry. She said, well, you, you just got done preaching. Your mind wasn't on it. And see, she had an understanding. Not that, not that I, I didn't mean to hurt her. And my heart's been with her with the situation. I knew the man, great guy. But still, those are the kind of things that happen. And we've got to learn, don't take the hurt. You say, but, but you don't know what he's doing. You don't know what she's doing. It does not matter what they're doing. It, I mean, it doesn't matter that the dog wants to sniff the tire. You just wait or you train him better in love to deal with it. I mean, you say you want, you want patience? Get a dog. Or get a wife. Or get a husband. I better say that too. <laughs> Come to the place of knowing you got it. It's taken care of. Know that you have protection. Know that God is there to take care of you. Know, see, you don't, you don't have to take the hurt when you know he's got it. You, whatever it is. That's why the scripture says, turn the other cheek. The, that's, the understanding is God's got this. He's going to take care of this. But recognize, but take every thought, every hurt, every pain captive, and replace it with forgiveness. If you try this and you do this, you're going to find you're going to have a happier marriage, a happier life, a happier day, a happier workplace. Everything's going to get better when you forgive instantly, forgive instantly, forgive instantly. I've got wrote down, when we choose the way of forgiveness, we never need to worry about a heart attack. When you choose the way of forgiveness, you never have to worry about a heart attack. They're out there. I'm telling you, you could get hurt all day. But you've got to come to the place of going, oh, wait a minute. My God is big enough to take care of anything that's happened in my life, anything that's went on in my life. You know, and, and, and you want to carry that all the way back. Uh, things are getting so crazy in families now. You have, you have all kinds of things that go on in families now that are, violate the word. And you can't take those hurts, ladies and guys both. You can't take those, those hurts that somebody else did to you and, and blame the world. You've got to forgive and move on. Forgive and move on. Biggest lesson I ever had was a situation where I was so mad at my dad back then, I could have killed him. I mean, I could have shot him and it wouldn't even have bothered me at the stage of my life then. But then I come to the place of recognizing God spoke to me, just spoke to me plain. You don't know where he's at with me. You don't know that I haven't dealt with that. Was it wrong? Yeah, what he did was wrong. But that's none of my business. My place is to go, okay, I forgive. And when I did, control come back to my life. Christ's control come back to my life. I quit dog paddling. I, picture that, folks. 
you're going along in life and all of a sudden you fall in a well. And the well's too deep to get out, so all you can do is dog paddle. That's what happens when you take hate, when you, take unfor when you walk in unforgiveness, when you are upset with your spouse, so you just get mad. You're just dog paddling, and you're teaching your kids to dog paddle. They're not going to go nowhere. We're not going to go nowhere in life. We're just going to be at that place of, of okay, you, you're doing a good job. Just You know, you can dog paddle for a long time. And there, ha there are people that have dog paddled for years. Get out of that. Come to that place of recognizing. Forgive and watch how it just relieves you. It just, it just takes the weight off your shoulders. Father, we thank you. Father, right here in this room, I know that... Uh, there are people that are carrying things probably from way back and they don't even realize it. Father, I thank you that you're going to you're going to bring that stuff up in the right timing to where they can see that they're still holding hurt. They're still holding hurt that they should never be carrying anymore. And they can, we're going to give it to you, Father. We're going to choose to walk in forgiveness for that person that hurt us in the past, that person that is going to hurt us in the future. We're going to make, just make a decision right now not to get upset, not to comment, not to do anything, but just forgive and fight it in the realm of the Spirit, recognizing that you've got every situation, every circumstance, and you've got the answer for it. And we thank you for it, Father. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Call you blessed. You got, looks like, 10 minutes before the youngins come in. Oh, hey. I forgot the announcements, and I got some that I need to share real quick. So, Bible study, 6.30, Sunday night. That's going to be talking about the falling away in church. That's good, probably a good one. Yeah. Uh, uh, no Bible study Monday because it's Memorial Day for the ladies. We're having a help, security, and door greeters. Anybody that's involved in helps, we're having a meeting after service this Sunday. Just a short, Dale, 10-minute, 15-minute short in uh, the Explorer's Room. We're going to have it there. So we'll remind you Sunday, but we don't want to miss that. The, the 1st of June, which is next week, we're having pizza out front. So you want to come for that. And then otherwise, it's the same old. The pantry is in need. We need peanut butter. Four-pack bath tissue, canned fruit, shampoo, conditioner, microwavable meals and bowls, spaghettis, and that kind of stuff. So usually on Wednesday, we bring stuff. We got out of the habit. COVID stopped a lot of stuff. Let's get back in the habit. Just bring a canned good on Wednesday night. The basket's out front, and we'll fix that. Otherwise, I call you blessed. You're dismissed. Forgive, forgive, forgive. Let me give you that back out so you won't forget it. Forgive. Everybody say it with me. Ready? One, two, three. Forgive. Okay.